uh, <laughs> a, f- a flattened face. <laughs> uh, ass crusher. Um, no, I think it's a. I think it's a real slip and slide. Okay. Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic Predator one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And today we're talking Minute 82 of Predator. Minute 82 you could call the Raymond Berry of minutes. Oh. Do you know Raymond Berry? No, who the hell's Raymond Berry? (laughs) Yes, well, (laughs) if you were in the 50s or 60s, Mm. maybe even 70s, you would know uh, he was this split end. I think it's the prototype position, um, whatever, the proto tight end or wide receiver mm. position in football. But he was a longtime player for the Baltimore Colts. Uh, he is in the Hall of Fame. He set some records for NFL championship game receiving marks, like catching yeah. 12, catching 12 passes for 178 yards when the Colts beat the Giants in the 1958 NFL championship game. And uh, he was the head coach of the New England Patriots when they lost to the Bears in the The Super Bowl in the 80s. Oh, he was the head coach? Yeah, he was the coach. Wow. I've never heard of this guy. Go Raymond Berry. Quite a career. Yeah, quite a career. He was one of these early top pass catchers. I suppose Raymond Barry was the hero to everybody who wasn't very athletic. I don't exercise. Barry just didn't look like a football player. And of course, he was blind as a bat. Had not had a particularly distinguished career at SMU. Was not particularly fast. But the most important thing with Barry were these things. When it comes to pass catching, here's the man they'll never replace. His name is Raymond Berry, and he has the surest hands in football. Kind of like yeah. when, when Babe Ruth was putting up those home run numbers, and everybody's like, whoa, how's he doing it? And like nobody's coming close to his numbers. That's kind of what I imagine. And Ray then they Barry all did. juiced. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. They all juiced. Juice it up. All of them. Hmm. All Got right. any other 82s? Is that it? Uh, I threw Jason Witten on there. Long oh, yeah. Time. Dallas Cowboys tight end, mostly because he came from the University of Tennessee, and I'm a longtime Volunteers fan, but mm. uh, surefire Hall of Famer just because he's been around forever, and I think he's still playing. I don't know. Prescott fires, pass, is caught. What a catch for the touchdown. Jason Witten. He's been on everybody's fantasy team at one point or another. Yeah. 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 We've all yeah. owned Jason Witten. Yeah. All own Jason Whitten. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of the minute. That's, That's right. <laughs> uh, how does minute uh, 82 uh, open, John? And close. I'll, I'll do you a solid and tell you how it also closes hmm. this time around. Last time I kind of stumbled over that and I forgot to edit that <laughs> in my notes. Not this time. Uh, but minute 82 opens with Dutch looking up at the camera and it ends with Dutch creating a sharp looking trap hmm. with not stick around, but stick around. maybe another lesser knife of his some other knife yeah some other knife this guy the, is like the loaded stick around knife. knife is still holding that guy to the post stick around yeah it's still st- 
<laughs> years from now, I want to cut away to that guy's skeleton and stick around, just stuck in him just still. Just hang in there. Yeah. yeah. Stick around. He's still wearing like a funny little cap. That's, that'd be kind of cute. <laughs> Uh, I'm still sticking around. Stick around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. We never saw him die. Who knows? Maybe he's still living. He's like eating a burger there. Uh, yeah. Uh, dead. All right. So, Jeff, you want to take us from the top of the first part? Let's do it. Well, we left off with a, a muddy Dutch having an epiphany here. The predator cannot see him. He couldn't see me. When he is covered in mud. And this has kind of shifted the film a bit we're we're uh we're right on into the third act here giving us a showdown between arnold and the predator and the playing field has leveled a little bit with this muddy revelation so carrying over from last minute we continue to see this bird's eye view of dutch uh, with the camera sort of moving along uh, until dutch looks up uh towards it then the camera stops cuts back to muddy dutch climbing towards the base of a really giant tree Mm -hmm. he stops uh starts to walk through a little ditch uh and then under some of the tree's roots he looks up at the giant tree and then down at the roots over the ditch and that brings us to about second 44 of this minute we'll go ahead and pause there i think a dialogue free minute Mm Hmm. so bring another one up for predator having some dialogue free minutes yeah and so here we just get kind of dutch figuring out his surroundings he he has his own cloak if you will, with the mud now. Mm -hmm. And uh, he also knows I'm going to sort of uh, suppose some things here. I'm supposing that he knows he can't get very far. He really doesn't have any supplies. Mm -hmm. Um, He can't travel far. That would use up a lot of his energy. Uh, He doesn't seem to have any food that I can see. Um, (laughs) And uh, the water, I assume he would just get fresh from the the water source that he's near. So my point is, I don't think he's going very far. Mm. And and I think Dutch has realized that as well. And so he now has his muddy cloak and is looking at his surroundings, um, trying to formulate a plan. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's happening here, don't you think? Yeah, those are some good uh, suppositions there. Suppositions. That's, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Suppositions. I, I think that's the word. Uh, because when I'm watching this first part, I'm not really sure what he's doing. He's just looking around. But I like your take about he's taking in the surroundings and he can't go far and he doesn't have any food. Not that we've seen anybody eat any food. We've Nobody seen, eats. We've <laughs> seen some people drink a couple things with Billy <laughs> and the vine and Mac and Blaine drinking some uh, little taste of home, possibly some whiskey out of a flask. I think we all would have enjoyed a nice scene of them like roasting hot dogs around a fire. Or roasting that pig. Oh, God, yeah. Missed opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe he's got some pig jerky. (laughs) Oh, that'd be delicious. Left over, yeah. Some jungle pig jerky. Jungle pig jerky. (laughs) Some JPJ (laughs) hanging out his belt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bud Light, JPJ. (laughs) 
some Bud Light Jungle Patrick. <laughs> right, the natural light would just copy, like you said. Right. Natty light. Uh, natural light. Uh, jungle small, hog jerky. Small deformed pig jerky. <laughs> or j- jungle hog meat. <laughs> I'm not going to eat hog meat. I don't think so. Jungle swine fatty bits. <laughs> chewy delicious um i don't have a ton of notes from this first part because i think you nailed it just trying to break down what he's doing i think him looking up in the tree is a good strong callback to how they've been looking in the trees for the predator for most of the second act i would say and now we're into third act kind of continuing that but this time like you're saying, probably not looking for the predator, probably just just taking, what's the word I'm looking for? Taking account? No, I don't know. <laughs> just taking in his surroundings and seeing what the environment has to offer because... Taking stock. Uh, yeah, taking stock. Thank you. Because hmm. as we see the next part of the minute, he's, he's not really messing around with uh, the planning stages anymore. Yeah. Now at, at near the end of this, oh, sorry, did I cut you off? Oh, I was going to say the one, the one thing I'll mention that I really made a note of here was uh, the music. It's kind of fluctuating between what I thought were like business-like drums done, done, and these suspenseful horns kind of playing up. Uh, when it was sped up, I thought the track sounded kind of like the chase music from when track, excuse me, the chase music when the predator chased Anna on it and Hawkins and then mm. Dutch, but that's, kind of reaching yeah yeah i don't have a lot um the the music here is good and it kind of crescendos a little bit as he comes out of that little ditch Mm -hmm. and then looks up again and it kind of calms down again and and near the end of this sequence when we get to second 44 or so i think we are to believe that dutch has had some sort of little epiphany here or yeah some idea maybe that's at least an idea yeah that's what like the high horns I think are hinting at yeah. uh, at that transition that idea like you know, light bulb ding. yeah a little light bulb moment a little aha moment like mm-hmm. he had hey like he had just last minute with deciding that the predator couldn't see him he couldn't see me he's full of ideas he's an idea man yeah mm-hmm. he's gonna get real MacGyver here yeah oh yeah good call MacGyver uh, Home Alone before Home Alone may MacGyver. I point out. MacGruber before MacGruber. Yeah. yeah. He's the original. He's the original Kevin McAllister. Isn't that his name? <laughs> you guys give up or you're thirsty for more? Wow, that was a poll. Thanks. Yeah, it, it's, it, it is Kevin McAllister. 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 Kevin! What's his, Kevin! What's his uncle say? Look what you did, you little shit, or something like that. He's a little jerk, but yeah. Oh, a little jerk. That makes sense in a family movie. Look what you did, you little jerk! Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they might they might throw a shit in there, too. No, you're right. It's jerk. You're right. Oh, okay. You looked that, it up? That, no, I just, that sounds right. That Okay. That sparked in my in my brain that that's correct. We'll drop it in there. Don't worry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. Look what you did, you little jerk. That's probably what he meant to say, you little shit. But you little shit. He wanted to say, you little shit. He remembered he was on a family film. They did. Right. right. Look what you did, you little It's a good part for him. You don't want to lose it. Aren't they all just drinking like regular Pepsi in that scene? Yeah. Oh, doesn't it make you want like an old school Pepsi when they're doing that? I know. And like that's back in the day when like you'd have a family dinner and people would just be passing around a two liter of Mm -hmm. like regular soda. Just (laughs) 
no big deal. Like no one even thought twice about it. <laughs> hey, funny story. So you mentioned that and like, yeah, clearly uh, I don't do that anymore as part of my family dinners and maybe people out there still do that. But uh, when Sarah and I went on a student teacher trip to China, mm. uh, a lot of our meals were accompanied by a bevy of two liter Coca-Cola beverages. So you'd have your Coca-Cola two liter, your Sprite two liter, your Diet Coke, maybe a Barks root beer if you're lucky. And that would be right on the Lazy Susan in the middle of the round table along with all the uh, Chinese food. entire two liter? Yeah, just two liters just going around to the table. Just this is your beverage. Like, yeah, you can have some water, but don't you – maybe it's like, don't you Americans want this? Or maybe maybe China's a little bit behind in the culinary dinner. Have some Mountain Uh, Dew, you capitalist pig. (laughs) (laughs) Do the do. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. (laughs) It's the choice of a new generation. (laughs) Sorry, I only drink – Red Fire Gamer Do, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. Uh, I believe that was Code Red. Jeff. Code Red. That's what it. Code Red. It's for gamers. It's for gamers. <laughs> oh, that's extreme. I can't. I was just thinking about Mountain Dew the other day. It's you know, Mountain Dew's good, man. It's oh, for like terrible for you, sugary caffeinated garbage. Like it is so good. I haven't had Mountain Dew in forever, but I've had like you know, Cokes and the last few years there's a terry little hole in the wall teriyaki joint as uh there often is at every corner uh in the state (laughs) of washington and uh i love hole in the wall teriyaki joints and Mm -hmm. there's one in particular that's near where i work that with any order of food you get a free can of soda from their cooler oh 12 ounce can. And so they got a whole bunch of stuff in there. And uh, I don't really drink sodas very much at all anymore. Uh, On this particular day, I was in there and I was like, I get a free soda. And they had Mountain Dew. I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have a Mountain Dew. I haven't had had 46 grams of sugar in a really long time. And uh, God, it lived up. It was. It was delicious. <laughs> Did you go snowboarding right afterwards? <laughs> I went and I went and jumped off a cliff and pulled my parachute and landed on a wave board. <laughs> uh, maybe built a trap. Yeah, did it? Yeah, built a trap. It's a trap. Do you think if what what would Dutch be drinking here in this next section? Would <laughs> he be drinking a, a mountain too as he's building this trap? Oh my god! How funny would that be if he looked up from his trap building and just took a big old swig of Mountain Dew and then smiled at the camera? <laughs> he's he's smiling like stick around, stick around. <laughs> it's gonna get good <laughs> in more ways than one. Yeah. Mountain Dew. Oh, I can't wait to talk about the next part. So let's just dive in if, you, all right. if you're all done with the first part. Yeah, okay, dive in. Uh, second part, second 45-ish to the end. Do it. We do it. Oh, I'm doing it. That <laughs> <laughs> has devolved horribly. <laughs> Devolved. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can- <laughs> Mountain Dew, you're welcome for the Predator Minute bump, by the way. Seriously. 40 guys are going to go drink Mountain Dew tonight. (laughs) Code Red, specifically. (laughs) Uh, 
Oh, shit. I got some soda questions for you when we're done. I'll bring them up later. All right. Um, right. Okay. Second part. We cut to Dutch tying a downward pointy wooden spears or stakes to uh, these roots with uh, some vines. We cut to Dutch kind of stabbing his knife into a root to hold it there for later. And then we see him lowering a bundle of vines between the roots. And we just kind of get this shot of this contraption or trap. I think we're supposed to assume that he's building. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. And it's a whole bunch of spears that he's kind of just attached to this thing. I'm just going to throw it to you, John. What do you make of this little contraption here? (laughs) How dare you? Because in my notes, (laughs) one of my first notes is, I don't know how this trap is supposed to work. I have never known. Never known. Well, I knew that was your answer. I was sparking conversation, John. But, uh, man, if I I had to guess, I'm going to guess that he's making something that is meant to funnel the predator into a certain area and then have that drop on the predator but you know possible spoiler alert for minute 97 or 90 yeah 97 i i don't believe we ever see this trap in motion which i think i mean is that true it, i think spoiling it for later yeah it's really cool like you you, you see later on the predator not taking the bait going oh. around it and like we never actually see this trap in motion so that's part of the reason is i don't know how it's supposed to work it's yeah it's like the noodle incident all over again it's like right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna set up this special trap which i'm not gonna give away but i've i've named this trap over and over again for some entertainment if he's trying to lure the predator down underneath and we have to assume that he's rigged something in some way that's going to make this thing fall right yes pointy pointy side down we just never really see the specifics of how that's supposed to work. We don't really see any sort of tripwire or release mechanism. I don't think that I recall. Right. Yeah. Oh, I think I do see how it works. Oh, okay. We find oh. out later. Yeah. I, I I'm pretty sure I know exactly how it works now, and somehow I never I never knew. It's hmm. it's totally opposite of how I thought it was going to work. Hmm. So I'll. Do you want to bring that up now or wait till that minute? I'll, I'll wait to that minute, but just uh, to look ahead, uh, I believe this trap looks a lot different in function than how I had pictured it all my life. So hmm. I, I have a much better idea now that you know I, I know a little bit more about traps. 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 Mac. 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 All right. Well, what else do we have to say about this little fifteen-second section? Well, it's it's setting up something that we're not going to see for a long time. Long. Uh, it's very home alone-y. It's very MacGyvery in mm-hmm. that MacGruber-ish. MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen seconds, MacGruber. <laughs> Would that be MacGrubish? MacGruberish? MacGrubish? Mm. Well, MacGruberish. That's an um, that's an underseen gem. The MacGruber movie is really quite funny. Yeah, I've never seen the movie. I've just seen all the oh, little shorts. The movie I'm have to is watch it sometime is way better than you would think it would be. Is that on Netflix? Can we Netflix party that? Oh, shit. Hmm. Let's find out. As you're looking that up that, um, I just think this is a really neat, I don't know, way to show this and put it off for a really long time. It's not like he's setting this trap and we see it used really shortly after. There's a full 15 minutes of movie, and this is like the climactic third act. It's it's, it's incredible yeah. that he said it this this early i know it's later in the movie now but like 
when he and the predator are having that climactic kill me scene, mm-hmm. um, that's 15 minutes later. That's, that's like a huge chunk of movie still to go before you see this trap in action or uh, this trap setting later on. Did you find it? MacGruber is not on Netflix, although yeah. Hot Rod is. Oh, I is, love Hot Rod. We could definitely oh, watch do? Hot Rod. I love, an, love that movie. That's another movie that I feel like not enough people have seen. Yeah, Hot Rod is great. I was checking Amazon Prime, but then I realized you can't Netflix party Amazon Prime. So. Yeah, there's probably an Amazon Prime party somewhere, but... Maybe. Uh, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you there. Oh, no problem. No problem. But uh, this is a little false internet movie database goose goof I've seen where people say this is the knife that he threw away in the stick around scene. You and I both know that is not the case. That was not the knife people. Stick around. That's not the knife. That was a 20 pound machete made specially for Dutch by for Arnold by, I can't remember who, maybe the same guy who makes the life support system knives. Hmm. made for Arnold and commando. And in this movie with all the team members, uh, well, it did guys. support that guy on the post. <laughs> so that's a good name. Stick around. Yeah. That, that should have been the life support <laughs> two knife or yeah, I don't know the life support ending the knife. Light life support knife. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Bud Light. Oh, is that what he's drinking? When he's making this trap. Oh, poor Arnold. Oh, oh sorry. Hmm. Uh, you know, a hey, good old fashioned, uh, domestic beer so good job supporting the economy yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he has some light support knives uh in commando I, I see you looked that up is that right yeah this is these are this is a repeat of notes from minute 24 oh, okay uh, nearly an hour ago in the movie if you remember when he cut the belts around the trucks wheel yeah. during the camp attack when he's doing that right next to South American Mama Fratelli. That's right. South American Mama Fratelli. Just, just hanging out. Trusting your mother boys. <laughs> I trusted your old mother boys. <laughs> uh, but uh, that knife right there he used was not the stick around knife either. Uh, that one came from like a bootstrap holster. And this one I think is coming from like a waist Holster. So this guy is just loaded with knives, I think is the point. Hmm. Hey, the point. Hey. Um, Yeah. What we learn here is that Dutch has just a shitload of knives. He's just got them strapped all over his body and and he can just bodies. And just bodies. bodies. He can just grab one whenever he needs it. How many many knives have you ever carried, Jeff, at one point? What's like the highest number? Oh, number of (laughs) knives I've had on my body. Yeah. I suppose it would have to be like if I was camping or something. Right. Probably just two. Yeah. I've probably had a, you know, a pocket knife, like a mm-hmm. Swiss army knife in my pocket or backpack while holding like a utility knife. I'm just going to okay. say two. Yeah. Yeah. Two sounds about right for me too. Back in my boy scout days, yeah. you do a lot of whittling, basically just, <laughs> just sharpening sticks for that what they whatever call it reason. For boy scouts. <laughs> I'm going to go whittle behind the tree. I'm going to go over here and whittle for a bit. <laughs> go whittle in my sleepy back. <laughs> and you whittle all night. <laughs> uh, who am I kidding? Like five minutes. All right. That's your little back. <laughs> Everybody earns their whittle mare badge. My whittle badge when I was like 10. 
see, yeah. So like you would have my Swiss army knife and then uh, I'd have some kind of lock blade knife for the woodland. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hey, speaking of the woodland, can I talk about some nicknames I created for this trappy setting up? Please. What do you got? Have your, so I, I did I did one better. I also <clears throat> went ahead and named the net trap. Do you remember the trap the team first sets up? Oh, yeah. Because I think one of the important things to look at right here with this minute is the difference in traps. Like that net trap was you know, something I might nickname like a, a soft trap or, or trap that's mm. not meant to kill clearly uh, in this case was yeah just capture it's capture, a capture yeah. trap this yeah. trap is definitely meant for killing it's meant to just yeah. stone cold kill sort of the predators don't yeah it's a death trap uh so I, I went ahead and i named both traps so you can tell me which one which names you like and uh then at the end you can tell me maybe which name you like the best okay okay I think I have an idea. I'm going to save the best ones, I think, for last, my, in my own opinion. Uh, so some of the net trap names I came up with were The Way Way Up. Mm. Mm. Uh, Snare Do Well. Oh. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, the Bread Basket. <laughs> okay. Uh, uplift. Hmm. Mm. It's all right. Catch of the Day. Oh, very nice. And then my personal favorite was Nothing But Net. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I good like stuff. I like nothing but net and also snare do well is quite <laughs> quite clever. Thank you, thank you. All right, <laughs> this is what I did by the way when I was driving <laughs> to Portland and back yesterday. Right. I was like, man, what can I do for a minute? I want to exercise some creativity. Uh, okay, some of the spike trap names here. Uh, stick around. That's an obvious one. Stick around. Uh, little stabby. Good. Uh, the ventilator. Oh, oh nice. Uh, my Zencaster name today, pointy side down. Mm. Ventilator. <laughs> the ventilator, exactly. Ventilator. Uh, watch your head. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you must be this tall to die. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, would you rather, because it's wood. Oh, uh, I like it. I like there it. you go. Uh, the nine inch nails. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Holy head trap. <laughs> I should have thrown a Batman in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> holy head trap. <laughs> uh, Spike Tyson. Love it. Love it. And my personal favorite was staking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Snare do well and staking care of business. <laughs> Uh, a lot better than my names. I, I just had uh, Net Trap Code Red and <laughs> Bud Light Spiky Trap. <laughs> Bud Light Spiky Trap. Brought to you by Bud Light. <laughs> uh, well done. Good names. Hey, thanks. Very clever. Yeah, that trip to Portland and back served you well. <laughs> it really did. Not only did I pick up a bike, but I picked up some particularly nice names for the traps that Arnold is setting here. Did you have one of those handheld recorders, kind of like a reporter, and every time you thought of one, <laughs> you like would shout yeah. it into the into the little handheld? <laughs> I would hit the little – I had my text sure app open where I was just texting myself sure. as the recipient and I would hit the, uh, speaker, the speaker key every time and just say something and yeah. 
Mm. Nice. Well done. Thanks. Um, I think we've done it. Did you want to talk commentary at all? Just, I'll talk really briefly, but John McTiernan in his commentary is talking about uh, the length of the bungee cords they use. He said there was over 400 foot long bungee cords used to lift the predator as he was running in the last scene. If you remember us mentioning it looked kind of otherworldly and kind of slowed down, that must have been for the purposes of making it not look too fake if it was in real time speed. Um, yeah. We see that's because of these really long bungee cords that we somehow don't see. They somehow hide them really, really well. And I'd be curious if he said something about that, but uh, he didn't. Hmm. Thanks, John. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, John McCommentary. The other thing he says is the trap building sequence here is not in the original script. In the original script, it just goes from he couldn't see me to making the bow and arrow. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's all I have, though. So if you don't have anything else either... No, let's jump to recommends. Uh, yeah, let's jump to recommends. So what do you have to recommend, uh, Mountain Dew? I'm g- Besides Code Red Mountain Dew and Bud Light Seltzer, I'm going to recommend a movie that I saw. It's an HBO original movie. And as a teacher, I was interested to watch this film when I heard about it. And it is called Bad Education. Have you heard of this? No. This is a a film that's based on a true story, and it recounts the story of one of the largest embezzlement schemes ever done to a public school district. Oh, I have heard of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hugh Jackman? Yeah. Hugh Jackman plays the school superintendent. Allison Janney plays basically his, like, number two, and uh, they both are caught... uh, embezzling extremely large sums of money by one of the reporters at the high school newspaper. Mm. And uh, it just kind of recounts the series of events that happen. And it's uh, stunning the things that people were doing and thought they could get away with for so long. It's also amazing how long they were able to do it without getting caught. Um, And it's uh, pretty good. As a teacher, I was pretty engrossed by it just kind of going what how what how would you why (laughs) you know um and uh yeah so that is if you have uh, hbo that is uh, readily available there for you streaming now but um it's pretty good bad education huh but check that out um i think we have a uh, internet plan that also gives us hbo randomly so I'm going to really have to figure out how to access that because it also has a show Barry with Bill Hader that Sarah and I both really, really want to see because we're huge Hader fans. Yeah, I've uh, seen a couple episodes of it. It is good. Uh, For whatever reason, I got away from it and haven't yet picked it back up again. But uh, I did really enjoy it. I've heard really good things as the seasons go along. So, yeah, I have to check that out. Check the rest of it out. What do you got for us this week? Oh man! Again, I'm speechless. Mm. I don't... Cool. <laughs> He's got nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Bud Light I'll just, I'll, yeah, Bud Light Seltzer. It's uh, brought to you by Bud Light. This podcast, and then at 82, <laughs> brought to you by the good people at Bud Light. Mm. Have I been listening to a podcast new lately? No, of course not. Uh, d- d- I'll re-recommend. <clears throat> I know it's lame to re-recommend things, but sometimes you have to. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah, a Star Wars podcast called Blad called Blad. Star Wars podcast called Blast Points. I think they've been oh, yeah. just really killing it lately. They've been doing some 
awesome, awesome episodes. Uh, for one, in their Patreon feed, they've been breaking down the latest, well, the last season of Clone Wars, which is, I think, a recommend I had for last week. Mm-hmm. But it's them breaking those episodes down. I haven't listened to those yet because I'm not that far in Clone Wars, still making my way through that. Uh, but they did this awesome commentary of a Star Wars fan film, and then a week later they interviewed the director who made the movie back in, I think, the early 90s. And those are amazing episodes. I think my favorite latest episode, though, it has to be um, them watching these little video snippets that Ahmed Best made during the filming of The Phantom Menace, Episode 1. If you know Ahmed Best, or if you don't, he's the guy who plays Jar Jar Binks in the prequel movies. Oh. Uh, and uh, it looks like, oh no, it looks like it's Attack of the Clones. He was doing the kind of behind the scenes uh, little video snippets. Like for whatever reason, he had the camera behind the scenes and he was just kind of filming his little interactions with other people. You can find all these little clips on YouTube. And it's really funny just because uh, it seems like a Kevin Peter Hall kind of guy. Like everybody just loved this guy, Ahmed Best. Uh, and just had good interactions with him and you have all these little behind the scenes moments and in the podcast they play the clips for you and then they break him down a little bit they they talk about the craziness that must have been you know filming a star wars a brand new star wars movie uh with this kind of and then having this little behind the scenes look from one of the characters whose character itself was not necessarily beloved mm. but it, it's 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 a nifty little uh if you look behind the scenes, I think that was called. Let me find the actual episode name of Blast Points. It was the best Ahmed best on location Attack of the Clones videos. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Check that out. Um, yeah, most of my time since we talked has been like, there's been a lot of podcasts listening to just regular podcasts that I list that I subscribe to, but also. Uh, on my drive to Portland and back, I was yeah. listening to the We Hate Movies Star Wars podcast just because I think they're so good. So I didn't have anything new to recommend. Um, have you been watching the Michael Jordan documentary from ESPN? No, but you were telling me about how good it was. Oh, but did I talk about it last week? Yeah, yeah, you did. Like, I think oh. we last talked just Sunday or Monday, honestly. That's right. Well, it's still good. And I okay. still recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I still recommend it. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's freaking great. It's awesome. Cool, man. So that's all I got. That's all I got. So where can people find you, Jeff Glover? Oh, you can find me on uh, the Twitter. I am Carl underscore Hungus 314. My name is Carl been expert. Jeff Glover on the Twitter sphere. Come follow me there. How about Predator Minute, John? Well, Predator Minute is also on Twitter fancy that uh, at predator minute you can email the show predator minute at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on facebook and our very very cool facebook group called predator minute listeners palapa target the center of the palapa target the center of the palapa target the center of the palapa so uh for everything predator minute 82 i've been john zabriski and i'm jeff glover doing the do <laughs> And until next time, stick around. Stick around. Brought to you by Bud Light Salt. Bud Light.